You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jalen Green is widely regarded as the top shooting guard in this draft class. Today, Sam and I are going to discuss four other guys that we categorize as scoring guards, and we're going to rank them in some special categories. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the Spotify Greenroom app and find one of our Locked On rooms. You are locked on the NBA draft. My name is Sam Ferris. I, of course, am one of your co-hosts. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and the other member of the draft dummies. He is the fantastic Cody Wright. Cody, how's it going for you this afternoon? Oh, it's going pretty well. Always excited to talk hoops. So for the first segment today, we're going to break down some creation and passing along with some shooting from four scoring guard prospects. And then the following segments, we're going to get into some other categories. If you've listened to our previous episodes, we've done this with, with some lead ball handlers and some wings as well. Sam, how about you let the listeners know which scoring guards we are going to be ranking today? Yeah, first we got James Booknight, the bucket getter out of UConn. Cam Thomas, you know, all these guys are bucket getters, so I guess I shouldn't use that on Booknight. Cam Thomas out of LSU. Josh Christopher out of Arizona State. And then Trey Mann out of Florida. Uh, we just thought these guys were all kind of similar in the realm of, you know, type of scoring guards so we figured let's continue this type of episode that we've been doing and so we got some uh some categories to rank these guys on cody should we just start with scoring tools since that's what we're counting on these guys to do at the next level yeah that's fine with me let's start with scoring you give me your ranking and then i'll react all right so i got (laughs) i'm excited to see how different we are here cam thomas won James Booknight, two, Trey Mann, three, Josh Christopher, four. And I would say that especially the top three for me are very close and interchangeable. And then maybe a tier down from there would be Josh Christopher. Yeah, so this one was tough for me for one, two. Um, right now, at the time that we're recording, I've settled on Cam Thomas, one, Trey Mann, two. Book it, book night three, and Josh Christopher, a pretty healthy four. Yeah, there's some distance between three and four there at this point. So we differed in the book night and the Trey Man. I sense that I'm going to get some Trey Man love from you today, which I'm excited about, and I'm excited to hear your perspective. Why do you prefer his scoring tools to book it, James Booknight? Yeah, these are both guys in their second year in college. Um, James Booknight has some decent percentages from the field as well. Um, I'll just say both of these guys can put the ball on the deck and create for themselves. They have beautiful pull-up games. I love them both. So then you start getting into the finer details. And I just think Trey Mann this last year did it a little bit better. He made more shots or was more efficient anyways. Uh, And now you could really get into their their situations and circumstances on their teams and the type of looks they're getting and you know their teammates but uh, I just 
really like Trey Mann. You will be getting some Trey Mann love from me today. But I think he was just a little bit better uh, this last season, particularly shooting over 40% from three when Book Knight, uh, I believe, shot under 30% this year, which isn't, you know, he projects to be a good three-point shooter. But, I mean, that's like an 11% difference this last year. So I'm going with Trey Mann at this point. Yeah, and to clarify, shooting is its own category that will be coming up next. This is, first, we're talking exclusively about getting yours, getting buckets. Uh, I promised Cody I wouldn't go off on too many tangents today. So this is one of my few tangents, but I just want to hear what your response is to this. Because what is fascinating to me about Trey Mann actually is his movement skills offensively with the ball. So we've talked about a long time ago how obviously all NBA players are great athletes, but a lot of the great NBA players are unique athletes, whether it's Harden's deceleration, KD's balance, Steph's hand-eye coordination. Uh, I'm not saying Trey Mann is going to be that level of player, but he does have this unique way of moving with the ball where if you watch his film, it's weird because he's a good athlete, but he he never really goes 100%. But what you see from him is... He doesn't pick his feet that floor that high off the floor. It's almost like he glides and shuffles around on the floor. And it's kind of interesting because he never really, you know, gets up to full speed and he never picks his feet that high off the floor. He's able to change directions very quickly. And so when we're talking about ranking these guys and scoring, to me, Trey Mann's ability to create separation you know, with the ball in his hands, using that just kind of unique way of moving with the ball is what is pretty fascinating to me with Trey Mann. Yeah, absolutely. And all of these guys have good, you know, separation ability, being able to, you know, off the dribble, create space from the defender. But in my opinion, Trey Mann's the best out of that. If that was a category, I would have him number one, uh, he reminds me a little bit of CJ McCollum in the way that he does it. Um, he just, his step back is just pretty dirty and he's always under control and balance when he does it. Yeah. I think this, this group of players is interesting because they're all kind of vying to be that CJ McCollum, because as I'm watching the Cam Thomas film, I'm like, so what if a coach took him aside and They're watching film and the coach said, okay, let's take, you know, the 20% of your worst shots you take. Can you just cut out half of those? (laughs) Because if so, that would go a long way towards helping him. But I mean, there's a lot of McCollum in Cam Thomas's film offensively too. So I think kind of all these guys, maybe their high end outcome hopefully is kind of a CJ McCollum type player. I like it. All right, next category, let's just get into shooting. So it's a little bit different than scoring, you know, and people that love the game, you understand the nuance here where there's a lot of scorers like the Bradley Beals, the Donovan Mitchells, but part of scoring is shooting, but it can also be its own separate thing, right? Like we would agree that there are players in the NBA that are definitely just shooters. They're not scorers. And so we kind of made this different category uh, being that these guys are going to be a little bit more at the two uh, than the primary guy. And so shooting, Sam, how'd you rank them? 
Yeah, so again, more spot-up shooting. Think Kyle Korver's a shooter, not really necessarily a scorer. Uh, so I actually had the same... No, you know what? I'm going to go Cam Thomas, Trey Mann, Book Knight, Josh Christopher. To me, Josh Christopher has the jump shot that I am, I'd say, the most worried about, both in terms of kind of the uh, the mechanics and the numbers. He's often off-balance. Uh, it's almost like he's always trying to create kind of the most difficult shot. Uh, but I think Cam Thomas, though he does take a lot of very difficult shots, what's intriguing to me about him is he can shoot off movement in any direction, whether it's to the sides, forward or back. Uh, but in terms of just catch and shoot or just kind of three point shots, I think that's another way that, you know, if you don't want him always having the ball in his hands, I think he could be really good just shooting coming off screens or just as a standstill guy. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about projections here. And so Sam, I mean, watching the film, yeah, Cameron Thomas is going to be able to light it up. He was pretty inefficient this year at times because of the, the amount yeah. of shots and the type of shots he takes. Uh, but for me, I I ended up going with Trey Mann by a wide margin for shooting. Cam Thomas, too. Then Book Knight, three. And yeah, Christopher, you brought it up, but his mechanics are pretty interesting. He has the ball kind of on the left side of his face and as he brings it up it kind of stays there the whole time you've seen some other side yeah yeah, you've seen some other guys they'll bring it up kd does it sometimes where that ball's coming up on the left side of his face but by the time he gets to a shooting platform uh it's it's good looking but yeah christopher's is kind of up left side of his face and his right elbow gets winged a little bit and that's kind of how he lets it fly from over there which is you know i think going to need to be revamped a little bit and i'd add to that too just in terms of kind of normal catch and shoot jump shots i like to look at what do the misses look like and to me watching the film josh christopher had the most really kind of bad misses where it'd be an air ball (laughs) or off the backboard yeah you say compared to these other guys Yep. So they're good bit misses and bad misses. You know, the best shooters in the world, typically when they miss uh, or just on any high school team, you go watch the good shooters when they miss. It's still hitting the inside of the cylinder somewhere along the crease of the inside of the rim. I mean, Josh Christopher was throwing up yeah. stuff all over the place every game. And uh, and then, you know, when he's feeling it and he's got the hot hand and the confidence is there, he'll he'll go on some tears where. He's hitting nothing but net. But, yeah, I mean, he he had some moments all year of just throwing bricks for sure. Yeah. Uh, I need to touch on Book Knight real quick because he has shot up draft boards. I mean, we see these guys every year. It was probably Pat Williams was one of them last year. You know, we still got a month till the draft. But just in terms of the rumors from, like, his his private workouts, we see shooting clips of him in open gyms on Twitter. And a lot of people are saying – that he might go like seven or eight now. And a lot of that is because people just love his jump shot. And I mean, I like it, but you have to balance the film, the mechanics, your projection and the numbers. So we don't want to put too much into numbers, especially on a small sample size. But last year in college basketball, he was the single worst catch and shoot jump shooter it's a tiny sample. He only took 15. He made one. That was the zeroth percentile, Cody. 
Wow, yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. All right, after the break, we are going to continue this uh, conversation with some different categories here. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about any league or any team. Guess what? You're going to find fans like us and like, you know, any other dude out there who is a fan of any sports team or any league. Everyone's there to talk and debate, do post-game breakdowns or watch parties even during games. So you'll have a chance to chat with guys like me and Cody and also just other fans out there around the whole world. So be sure to join, you know, other uh, locked on hosts that are hosting rooms like this. Go out there, join these green rooms. It's a great way to talk sports. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoff coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. All right, Sam. Let's continue. What category do we want to do next? Let's do the defense because, after all, even though these guys are out there to get buckets, that is, you know, they might not argue that's half of basketball, but it is. So give me your list and I'll give you mine. Okay. I'm just going to start with number four. Yeah. Cam Thomas has some of the worst defensive tape I have ever (laughs) seen in my entire (laughs) life to the point where, like, I had more fun watching his defensive (laughs) (laughs) performances than I have had watching any film this entire year. It just cracked me up. It was so funny to watch. Uh, So he was number four. And, you know, I got I got to cut in real quick on that, too, because, (laughs) you know, the way we do this, Cody and I obviously watch these guys play live. Uh, but it's more just for fun, like just a casual viewing. But when we go back and watch the film, as I got into the offense first with Cam Thomas, I'm like, holy crap, do I need to move this guy up? Because there are efficiency issues, but this guy's a special shot maker. He's a foul magnet, and I think he can really shoot it. Then I dug into the defense, and I was like, well, he is plummeting down my board because the dude, he he doesn't even like try half the time. It was... Like you said, it was some of the worst defensive film I've, I've watched. Yeah, I mean, typically, and sorry, this is really frank, but typically with defense, with these world-class athletes, um, when they have bad defensive tape, it's because they're lazy, they're stupid, or both. And, like, Cam Thomas was, I mean, both of those all over the place. Yeah. Uh, his defensive IQ, at least at this point, was... <laughs> just awful and uh it's pretty fun to watch for me though i i really enjoyed it (laughs) okay so let's move on to the positives uh who do you have one through three on your list you know more off of a projection number one i have josh christopher uh two i have book knight and then three i have trey man mostly because of you know the other category we'll get in with the physical tools but Christopher was really inconsistent and oftentimes gambling and going for big blocks, but man, he showed some awesome instincts uh, defensively being like a weak side rim protector, uh, having really busy hands. Uh, he's a strong stout player. He's got positional size in the six, four, six, five range. So uh, while it wasn't amazing, there's definitely mental lapses and times where he's gambling and out of position uh, I think projecting forward, he's that's going to be more of his calling card, I think, as he kind of lags in the shot making, you know, compared to these other three. 
Yeah, so I actually have the same list. I have Christopher 1A, Book Knight Super Close 1B. Then I have a tier, then tri- uh, yeah, then Man. Then I have tier, 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 <laughs> Cam Thomas. Uh, but I just think that physical tools is an advantage for Book Knight and Christopher over Man. Man doesn't play with a ton of force or physicality on that end, and nothing he really did there really stood out, I would say. So, you know, when we look at projecting these guys, there obviously aren't, you know, you can look at activity rates, whether it's steal or block rate. But for me, the first thing you have to look at is the physical tools. And so, like you said, Christopher has some moments as a weak side rim protector. When he can load up, he can get up high. And he had some fantastic chase down blocks, too. Those are kind of more highlight reel things. But yeah. he also has he also has pretty good hands defensively, too, I think. Um, obviously he's a young kid. He's always been kind of the best player on his team. So there are lapses. It's certainly not great or perfect tape, but the upside is there. And that's why I do kind of like Josh Christopher is almost more so the combination of the offense and the defense book night doesn't have quite the high end moments on film, but overall, I think he's probably the best here in terms of just consistency. And he tries pretty hard, I would say. Yeah, I actually don't mind Book Knight defensively, and he has moments where I just get like a, a sense and vibe of toughness, which yeah. I really like to see. Um, and he, you know, a lot of these guys, none of them are the super, super consistent, but I would agree that he seems to to bring it, you know, more often than not compared to the others. Yep. Um, any other thoughts there? Or are you ready to move on to the next category? Let's move on. Which one you want to do next? Uh you know, similar to phys- to defense, do you want to do the physical tools? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll start here. So, okay. number one, I actually went with Josh Christopher. Two, this one was close. I went with Book Knight. Three, I went with Cam. They were pretty similar. And then four, Trey Man. Yeah. So I had Christopher, Book Knight, Thomas Man. Also, uh, I like Book Knight, but. He, he doesn't have, like, the explosive athleticism, like the moments or the highlights we've said about Christopher. And, uh, you know, we've talked about in past episodes, his closest physical comp is like a Jordan Clarkson. Uh, the height, he ended up measuring under six foot five in shoes, and the standing reach isn't very good for his position. So that does kind of hurt him in my eyes. Um, but he he's not too far behind Christopher. Cam Thomas has a unique athleticism where... He uses it well offensively to create shots, <laughs> similar to, to Trey Mann, but neither yeah. of them use it well uh, in Cam Thomas's uh, instance, not much at all. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think they're pretty close in terms of physical tools. Uh, Trey Mann did grow last year, but his measurements were a little disappointing. Also, didn't measure six foot five in shoes either. Yeah, I you can tell Trey Mann was a little bit of a late bloomer, I think, yeah. and uh, really came into his own his sophomore year, kind of baby face, still growing. Uh, and he lately, from what I've seen, this is open gym, and Book Knight kind of does the same stuff. Open gym, they can both elevate, uh, but it's not as functional in traffic, getting banged around. Maybe the core strength isn't quite there yet. Trey Mann had zero dunks this last year, but if you watch him in an open gym, you would be really surprised because he can get up. Uh, and 
there is times last year where just even going for rebounds, he elevates and you're like, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, and book night can be a little similar, but yeah, for me, Christopher's the most stout. Uh, he's the most functional athletically, at least like in a crowded lane. He had some pretty awesome posters this year. Uh, so yeah, we, we had the same order there and, uh, yeah, I mean, Cam Thomas, he, he's around six, five, you know, um, and, if he could really just, you know, be a little bit below average defensively, uh, I'd be a lot more confident. He's got some size. And, yeah, like you said, offensively, he uses his, his feet really well. But defensively, I mean, he, he's a turnstile. So, uh, yeah, that's similar order there. you have any more thoughts? Yeah, one other – I don't want to understate Book Knight as an athlete because, you know, I think he's really good – I don't think it's as functional as it will be, but in the open court too, like he can do pretty crazy stuff. There was one play where I can't remember the game, but he jumped a passing lane, tipped the ball, went behind the back and then had an open court and did a full windmill. That was just ridiculous. And you'll, you know, like we see with a lot of these guys, we see a video of them in open gym settings and he is a really, really good athlete. So to me, he's kind of right behind, but really close with Christopher. I think Christopher is a bit stronger and more powerful, though. Um, so that's who I'll finish there. But coming up after this break, we will finish talking about their handle, their ability to create for others, and then we'll do kind of our final rankings. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I talk about it every episode, but I'm just not a guy that normally loves protein bars. I don't love the taste but it is different with Built Bars. They've got so many delicious flavors, including cherry and raspberry, mint brownie. Of course, they're all covered 100% chocolate, which is fantastic for chocolate lovers like me. But also on top of the taste, they are very healthy. Cody and I are health conscious guys, and I'm sure most of our listeners are. It's just another reason to love these Built Bars. So because you're listening to our show today, you can go ahead and go to BuiltBar.com and get a promo code using LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, pun intended, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. So get the latest nudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. They even got UFC and MMA action on there. NBA and NHL playoffs are still going on, so check out that as well. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and get all the sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Uh, if you use promo code LOCKEDON, uh, you will receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Be sure to visit them and get those bets in today. All right, Sam, let's get into handles next. So to me... The number one here was pretty clear. Trey Mann was my number one. Cam Thomas, two. Book Knight, three. Josh Christopher, four. What's your order? So a little different here. So Trey okay. Mann, number one, which I thought the other three were pretty similar to me. Yeah. But I, I ended up going Josh Christopher, because I number two, because I actually really liked 
his handle and his movement in traffic on the fast break and then also in the half court. Um, but all three of those guys were pretty close. I think they're they're all proficient. Christopher can get to some step backs and stuff too. They just fly off the top of the backboard sometimes. But his handle to me is you know is with right up there with uh, Book Knight and Thomas. But anyway, so Christopher two, Book Knight three, Thomas four. But honestly, those are all pretty interchangeable for me. Yeah, the easy differentiator between Trey Mann and then the rest of the group is, like you said, with Christopher, Cam Thomas is similar. Those guys mostly use their handle to set up, to create some space, to cr- but to create difficult shots, right? To get into their jumpers, because that's kind of who they are. Trey Mann can use the handle for different things. He certainly like we said earlier, is the best space creator for himself off the dribble, but he's very good at using it to then navigate by guys and get into floaters, which he is also fantastic at. Um, So I just think his handle's a little more versatile. I think it's easily the best. For Christopher, I just thought, like in traffic, if you kind of make him change direction once, then he kind of picks it up and tries to use more bully ball most of the time. But all these guys, you know, Thomas, Book Knight, Christopher, mostly use it to get into like step backs or pull-ups. Um, I just thought Cam Thomas's was a little more impressive at times, but you know, after Trey Mann for me, it's splitting hairs. So you can talk me into any order after him. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the next one, which is creation slash passing for others. So we've talked a lot about these guys and their ability to put the ball in the bucket, but which of them is also going to be able to create for their teammates, maybe do a little secondary uh, playmaking. What, what was your order here? Yeah. So to preface this, like this isn't necessarily going to be the role or what's asked of these guys, but if they're actually playing for an NBA team, you don't want them to just be a black hole. And like, if they're going to be asked to handle the ball, have some usage, you want them to at least be, like you said, a secondary handler that you're an NBA team's confident that they can make the right decision. They can make the right play. Not that they need to be savant or just great level passers, but my list is Trey Mann, Book Knight, Cam Thomas, and then Christopher. Um, Again, I think, man was number one he's to me the most likely to be kind of like a potential primary ball handler though i don't think it's very likely and then the drop off from there but what's your list yeah i agree trey man number one he is the most likely out of these four to see more on ball reps and then i went with book night two cam thomas three and christopher four so same order there uh what stands out to you? Anything differentiating those bottom three on your list? That was kind of tough. None of them, I don't think, averaged over two assists a game this year. Uh, their job was, you know, to get buckets. But I don't know. You could order them in any way. I do think Book Knight has a bit better feel for what's going on around him than Thomas and Christopher do. Uh Thomas, I mean, he he's a gunner. Like, yeah. And then Christopher as well had a lot of moments where he did penetrate the defense, made someone rotate, and just lacked the ability to find where the defense broke down and where the correct pass was. Uh, so 
Yeah, I, I would say Book Night was number two pretty comfortably for me, and then the other two were you could order them whatever way, and I I wouldn't care. Yeah, I'd agree. Trey Man's in a tier, Book Night's in a tier, then those two at the bottom. You were kind of hinting at this, but I, I would agree that with Cam Thomas, it's almost like he didn't really want to look for guys, and with Christopher, <laughs> it's like he just didn't see them at all almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with Book Night, he you know, he's not a great passer. I don't think that's going to be his role, but he did, you know, there were times where he'd run pick and roll. He'd have nice finds, whether it's finding the roller, he'd even have some skips to the far corner that were pretty nice. Like he was comfortably better than the next two on this list, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And man was, you know, a tier above him and, and he was certainly a couple tiers ahead of the other two. So I have to ask because, you know, I like Trey Mann. Sounds like you like him even maybe a bit more than I do. Do you see him as a guy that can have some primary ball handling at the next level? Do you do you think his feel and his combination of scoring and passing is good enough that an NBA team might give him some keys to the offense? Yeah, absolutely. I see him as a combo guard for sure where I – I mean, I see Cameron Thomas listed as a combo guard at times, but to me, he's strictly like, you know, that two, that shooting guard, that scoring guard. Whereas Trey Mann, I mean, he, compared to these guys, I mean, he was the most well-versed offensively by far. He averaged about three and a half assists per game, uh, not running the point, you know, all the time, but uh, he does a great job out of the pick and roll. He does a really good job of finding the lobs. He had two really good targets there at Florida for those. Uh, I could totally see as he matures uh, physically and then he already has the basketball IQ and as that continues to to improve at the NBA level, I could totally see him being a guy that can run both on ball and off ball. Yeah, and I would add too that we already saw a big jump from Trey Mann but he also grew too. So he's kind of growing into his body. Maybe there still is another leap and there could be with all of these guys. Um, but in terms of distinguishing between Cam Thomas and Josh Christopher Cody, do you think it's more likely, and this is, it's obviously impossible to project, but would you say it's more likely Cam Thomas buys in somewhat and is somewhat passable defensively <laughs> or Josh Christopher develops a consistent enough jump shot, uh, I mean, I think that's kind of the distinguishing line between those two guys, I would say. Well, I'll tell you this. Cameron Thomas is going to have more chances for his defense to come around because if you can get buckets like he's projected to be able to at the NBA level, you're going to get lots of flyers if, you know, one team gives up on you. So um, which one's more likely? Uh, we'll we'll see. I Here's the thing, you know, with defense – if if you understand it, and a lot of guys do, they're just lazy, especially in college or especially over like, you know, an 82-game NBA season where it's mid-December and no one really cares and you're on a bad team. But most of the time, it's these guys, they understand it. They just have to put in the effort. With Cameron Thomas, I mean, he's going to need the effort and he's going to have to learn a lot. I would like to say that that's – a more for sure thing it's more controllable to do that than for someone's jump shot to fall they can work on the jump shot all they want but as we've seen over and over some guys are never going to be able to shoot it that well whereas defense for me it's something that's more in your control uh but we'll see 
I don't know. Christopher's going to need, I think, his shot like revamped. There's funky forms in the past where I'm like, I don't actually have an issue with that. Some guys shoot it different, but it's they can get it off quick and it's consistent. He's someone that it needs to be, you know, completely redone. It's it's not working now, and I don't see that form working for him at any point. Yeah, and I will say that, you know, a lot of people are a little bit lower on Camp Thomas for different reasons. You know, the assist rate was super low, especially for his usage. We talked about he's a bit of a black hole. Some people are scared of, you know, just the shot selection. And those are worries. But to me, offensively, I I really like him because it's difficult to find a dude that skilled that can create his own shot, that can shoot open shots, that draws fouls. Like, he, he is a special talent offensively at that size. If you can get him to cut some of that down, then you've got a lot there to work with offensively. And I will also add that sometimes we view upside purely as, like, a physical thing. It's like, how big are they? How high can they jump? How long are their arms? But sometimes we undervalue the upside of really skilled young guys. And I think that's kind of the case with Cam Thomas. But then there's just a huge but where, I mean, I would have him really like quite a bit higher if not for the defense. I think I just value defense more than some, uh, some analysts, some guys that do this and project these, these players coming into the draft. So that, to me, more so than the passing and the shot selection, it's just, is he going to be even playable defensively is, to me, the biggest worry with Cam. Uh, But let's use this to transition now into our final rankings of these guys. I'll let you go first, Cody. Yeah, so number four, I'll count down that way. I have Josh Christopher, number three, Cam Thomas, number two, James Booknight, and number one for me, Trey Mann. Okay, so pretty similar. I have them in two tiers. I have Book Knight number one, just barely over Trey Mann, but in a similar tier. And then I have Cam Thomas, just barely over Josh Christopher in a similar tier. Um, but I would say the difference between uh, the difference between Cam Thomas and Christopher is a little bit bigger than that between Book Knight and Trey Mann. Um, so sounds like we're pretty close, but it's interesting to hear that you are a little bit higher on Trey Mann. Yeah, I really like him. I think when you're that skilled, you're that great at creating separation and then knocking down the shot. Uh, he was an efficient 45-40 this last year shooting split, and uh, I really like him. I, I hope he continues to grow and fill in that frame. But yeah, I think he's a young guy that was a, a little bit of a late bloomer and. uh I just think when you're that skilled and he's very heady, he's got great basketball IQ. I like to bet on those guys. Yep. And we've seen in the playoffs, the value of shot creators. We've known it for a while, but guys that can create separation like that, any team can use them, especially when they're also good shooters and they're improving at the rate that Trey Mann is. So final thing here, Cody, give the listeners an idea of where you think Trey Mann kind of might end up on your board since you are a bit higher on him. Do you think he sneaks into your top 10, maybe 8 through 10, or is that too too high? No, I I will have him anywhere between 8 and 14 probably. Okay. But I, I think he's got that, that grade of upside. Second half of the lottery. Yep. yep. All right, listeners. Well, thank you for tuning in. We always appreciate it. You can follow us 
at Draft Dummies. I'm doing a lot of work there, posting clips, posting stats, posting kind of my thoughts and theory as it pertains to the NBA draft. And we're doing a lot of work as we're now basically one month away and it's all kind of gearing up for us. It's a super fun time of the year. So as always, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from the GOAT of NBA Mock Drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts like Brian Scalabrini, the Red Mamba. Our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y.